Tell me about this social media challenge, Jared. Um, well, I'm asking. It's it's so. Um, I, I think it's like a like a black thing. I've I've seen a bunch of black people talking. Oh, about it. you're talking about the crates. Yes. Yes, yes dude. <laughs> oh my god. Why? I've I've seen it's like just four or five social videos. media. You know, it's just people. You know, with people, the things people do to go viral. I've seen people. Some people nail it in spectacular yep. fashions and some people fail in spe- spectacular fashions so i this probably won't even be in the pod but what it is if it is in the pod is just that people set up milk cartons and like a what do you call it like a pyramid form essentially going yep. up and then yep. down and you have to walk across them and it's um it's like difficult. five crates high yeah, or so, it goes higher than, it goes pretty high actually th- the reason i brought it up is because I, I was just looking at one specifically let me see if i can get a good shot Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the middle. Oh, geez. So, so here, I, I didn't I actually. I've watched this, but I haven't listened to it. But now that I hear, I heard. Uh, I didn't want to play this. So, uh, uh, let's see if if I even need to give context. Hey, yo, Mike said he about to go. Hey, yo, hey, yo, everybody. Mike said he going up there rolling up the blunt. He said he, he too comfortable. He too comfortable. Ooh, ooh. Wait, is he rolling something and walking up the pyramid? Oh, he's probably just won the gold medal in the hood right now. That's exactly what the title of this is. He won the medal medal in the Olympics. Hey, yo, hey, yo, cool said you're going down. Hey, yo, cool said you're going down. The commentary is Hey, yo, you fall with that weed. You know we can't find that in the grass. You know we can't find that weed in the grass, cuz. Great challenge, nigga. Hey, yo. Just how? Like, I, 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 I feel like I would oh fall God, flat on my ass. He's just chilling up there. He's definitely got the balance in the Oh, for sure. So when he comes down, he goes, I didn't realize it was two minutes. That's all? Yeah. 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 This is <laughs> yes! Yes! Wait, He's finishing crate. rolling it as he's stepping down the pyramid. This is hilarious. Yeah, he's on the crates, cuz. Yeah. Oh! Get that nigga a lighter! 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 Yeah! Oh my god. Yeah! Yeah! That's how I'm gonna get a lighter, guys! That is hilarious. But those the the fails for this crate challenge, Jared, have been something else, dude. Uh, yeah, the the wipeouts have been um, magnificent. I saw a meme that was like, uh, "Did someone forget to tell y'all, Lottie, you don't have health care or something like that?" <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, geez, you won't get the vaccine, but <laughs> <laughs> but you'll climb the the Hood Olympics crates." Oh my God, that video is so good, so good. I think we need to hire that guy with the commentary to do the podcast intros, Jerry. Or he can just replace me as the uh, Trex Life of Black. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about guns in America. We've got an exciting one for you today, so we hope you're all locked and loaded. You don't need to be sweating any bullets this episode, uh, and we've got a good one today to talk about why are guns so popular in America. Um, also, I'm kind of curious, you know, how long does it take to buy a gun? I have a specific example for that, so that'll be kind of fun to talk about. And we're just going to uh, go gun crazy today. So uh, grab your camo gear and get ready, folks, because uh, here we go. So without further ado, I'm joined by my co-host, my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Whew, poor choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, be careful. Be careful. You're going to put us on a list. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to go gun. We're going to talk about guns a lot to an ex- exorbitant amount. You know, that's what that's why I'll say it. Um, hey, dude. Um, it's good to be back. Good to see you virtually. Um, you know, just outside practicing my milk crate challenge. I'm in pain. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, I had to skip practice on Friday. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh, what happened? I I just feel like I, I you know my knee is always in pain, and I just feel like I haven't stopped playing long enough to ever let that fully um, heal address itself. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I can't do it. Anyway, I want to talk. Joys of getting old, Jared. <laughs> what can I say? I know, I know, I know. I want to talk to you about oh, man. There's two things I really want to talk about, and I can't make up my mind. I either want to talk to you about Broke Bobby or I want <laughs> Wait, I think I know about Broke Bobby. Wait a minute. The, this is the thing where that guy posted I think this like is a better. spreadsheet because right? it is travel related. This is actually travel related. Okay. This is better. Can I I'll play this. This is a guy this is on TikTok. Um and this is a guy explaining his uh like his travel system with him and his friends coordinating a trip. So a few years ago, me and my friends started making a spreadsheet breaking down our incomes and availability for travel, and it looks like this. This is incredibly helpful. Um, If you have your friends broken down here, from Sean, my top earning friend who makes over $5 million, to who we call Broke Bob, who makes (laughs) $125,000, how much available PTO we have or pay time off, bonuses, um, how much we're willing to spend on a three-day trip. Seven-day trip. Uh, we have some people that are very responsible 80, 000, with their seven-day trips. Some people that already stopped so out for the like year. 10, Marital status helps if we know there's going to be anyone else coming. Our willingness to travel to a third-world destination. If they're willing to split a private flight, and if they're degenerate gamblers or not. This list is very pragmatic, <laughs> and also <laughs> a lot of them are saying that it's very gamblers. motivational. Um, yeah, so it allows us to avoid awkward situations within our friend group inviting certain friends that may or may not want to do what we want to do um especially when it comes to gambling or spending a lot of money so it works for us that is crazy what do you think of that also what what do you think the dude that earns five million a year does he has to own a business or something right um i mean you can be an ex- you can be some level of executive like some c-level only fans why OnlyFans? Why would it have to be OnlyFans? <laughs> I, was, I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. No, well, it's not not after they take not all the Not after October, away. dude. They're going to be like, yeah, we're going to have to back down on that salary a little bit. It's been a little <laughs> right? slow. Um, I, you know, besides for the fact that it's certainly... I think the idea of having like a spreadsheet like that is kind of nice. I don't think you really need the person's uh, income. What is that? To, I mean, I guess it matters, but more like the willingness to spend and stuff like that. I don't hate that. Um, right. I don't love the, um, the the third world country thing. That's a little weird. Uh, and yeah, there an, that's a little weird. And obviously the private jet. I mean, of course we're going to take a private jet. That's dumb. I don't... Well, that well, doesn't yeah, even need obviously. to be... Uh, that doesn't even need to be a column. Um... But I don't hate that as an idea. I mean, obviously, everyone was shitting on him because they were making fun of Broke Bobby. Um, Who makes over the, like, double what the average American makes, by the way. Sure. Is that double what the average American makes? I think 50000 is what they say is about average. That's now, more than double, then. Yep. Um, he, uh, yeah. But I'll say this. If you live in certain cities, 125000 might make you broke bobby like like right. i picture these people for some reason and they might not be silicon here. valley uh well yeah i was just, yeah is silicon valley where is silicon valley i was just gonna say like the san francisco area i don't know what silicon valley is what is that is that a, is that a real location or is that just a made-up idea of, of the tech company area I think maybe that's what it is. Let's see here. Let me. Uh, Could you type use... in on a map Silicon Valley and it's like a like a it has like an outline. Let's see here. Silicon Valley is a region in the southeast part of San Francisco Bay Area, Northern California, that serves as a global center for high technology and innovation. Uh, it corresponds roughly to the geographical Santa Clara Valley. So so no, it sounds okay. like. Well, I so was there you I go. Was Good work. What I was gonna say. Uh, right. The San Francisco area. I could imagine one hundred twenty-five thousand making you broke, Bobby. 
Right. And I think that's a bigger issue. Only visiting third world countries on vacations, man. With capitalism there. But I think that's actually perfect. Because what I also want to talk about was I want to I ask you, speaking the opposite of, of what Broke Bobby's dealing with, um, what was also sort of trending around this time on, on the Twitter sphere were the 15 most affordable states for millennials. And I want to know which one of these states you'd like to live in, Chad. Ooh, all right. Let's hear this. <clears throat> and so the some some of the metrics that they use to to you know explain what makes them the most livable states the three that they use are average monthly earning the millennial home ownership rate and the cost of living index I don't know what that is but I think higher is better and a hundred must be the best um, okay. Uh, yeah, oh, okay, 100 would be the best for the index because what the index does is, is you're comparing it to the ideal, I would imagine, or the average, so I, that would make sense. Indiana's number 15. Average nope. monthly earning is 4,300. Uh, home ownership is about 66%, 95 index. You're No no for me, too. Georgia? Um, Probably also nope. Yeah, because also is when, when, you, when you see these th- things, like this isn't like... Like you, you, what I learned because I've seen this list before, and what I fact, what I had to think to myself is, you can't also just go to the biggest city in these states. Like you can't just be like, oh, Atlanta, right? Or or, or like, right. because then it's probably gonna be a lot harder to own a own a home, and for to have a good standard of living, you probably are gonna have to make more. You know, true. So because some of the states on here, it really does mean. You have to take out. I'm assuming you're taking out certain uh, cities, uh, or not taking out, but like, like they're factoring the whole state, which is more than just right. this one city or whatever. Changes the Tennessee, average a bit. You were just in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's hear home the ownership for that rate one. is a little low for this top te- uh, top fifteen. It's sixty okay. percent for millennials, which is not bad though. That seems good. Yeah. Um, millennial, by the way, is twenty four to forty, according to the, these people. Correct. Yep. Oh, you agree with that? I mean, yeah. Believe it or not, I was talking to my nephews last week about different generations, mm-hmm. and uh, we it. looked it up, and that's what we saw across the, a couple sources. Jared, always good to you know check with a couple different sources. But yeah, reading that millennials are forty did blow my mind a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Um, ho- uh, oh, in, in, yeah. So, and then the average monthly earning for millennials is forty five hundred or forty five thousand. You mean? Average monthly earning is forty five hundred dollars. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Minnesota, I could, I could, maybe. I don't know much about Minnesota. Uh, oh, I, uh, I feel like I've heard good things about like once again the bigger cities, like the St. Paul, Minneapolis area. I feel like I've mm-hmm. heard good things about that area. I, I, I feel like I don't know anything about it really, but I imagine it giving similar vibes to what we have here that's just what i picture i think so too yeah um average monthly earning is higher than tennessee 5100 a month 5100 and nice. the home ownership rate for millennials 69 percent giggity oh that's pretty good kentucky giggity, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> kentucky i'm just gonna be a pass for me on kentucky i'd be down with minnesota and I, I'm not in love with tennessee even though i do like visiting tennessee i'm open to tennessee open to minnesota <clears throat> I'm gonna probably uh, pass on Kentucky. I don't know. Um, their homeownership's okay, sixty-one percent, and their average monthly earning is four thousand two hundred, which is not great in comparison. South Dakota, mm, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Uh, Forty-two hundred and sixty-six percent. Ohio, I, legally, nope. I'm not allowed to live nope. there. Yeah, just that's as true. <laughs> if I ever want to be Michigander, to Michigan true. with pride. Speaking of which, Ohio's number nine. Guess what's number eight? Michigan. Of course. Nice. And the uh, monthly earning, by the way, is higher than Ohio, and so is the millennial uh, home ownership rates. 4700 is the average monthly earning in Michigan, and 68%. I would choose Michigan for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, Iowa, Texas, New York, um, which is why I was like, we can't be factoring in. Like, like, like this can't be like... Um, although Austin, home, Texas. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, but home ownership rates are super low in... Um, New York, it's forty-four percent, but uh, oh, the cost of living index is one hundred and twelve, which I imagine means like it's higher than the average, is what they're saying. Uh, Illinois, I could 
picture Illinois. Yeah, I, could, I can mess with Illinois. I can mess with Chicago, I feel like. I, I don't know if I could mess with just like Champaign, Illinois, or whatever. Uh, Springfield. That's a fancy name, though. It is a fancy name, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't handle Springfields. Uh, North Dakota, and number one is Washington. I think Washington would be dope. And I think Washington I could see myself cool. enjoying Washington and not having to even be in like Seattle or something like that. Some pretty nice, <coughs> uh, pretty neat nature out there. Cost of living index is high as well. It's you know, a pricey place to live. Right. Um, which, which one would you, would you prefer the most? I, 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 I'll give you my answer first. Okay. I like Washington. I like the idea of, li- of living there. I'm kind of getting sick of seasons. And I'm going to go number two, Michigan, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with that list. Michigan or Washington. Okay. I would say Tennessee, mm-hmm. numero uno. And I know I can't be living in Nashville, but even just the scenery down there was pretty beautiful. close. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Like a suburb. Mm-hmm. Um and then definitely Michigan, obviously. I would definitely, I would mess with Illinois, I think, Minnesota, yeah. and uh, Washington. I, I would consider Minnesota, too. I would, Minnesota, I would add to my list as well. Um, all right, there we go. The opposite Michigan's of, pretty fantastic. Maybe Brooke the, Bobby should consider relocating. <laughs> maybe. The, the funny thing is, though, dude, is that I do realize, like, the cost of living in Michigan's a little higher occasionally, like... On that road trip, when I was buying gas in like Ohio, mm-hmm. Kentucky, I was like, "This is great." And then I came back to Michigan, and I'm like, "You would think like nine cents, eight nine cents doesn't make a difference. It makes a big of a difference." Yeah, clearly it's not that big of a concern. This is coming from the person that just got a brand new pickup truck, brand new to you, I guess I should say, pickup truck. I was gonna say, yeah, this bad boy's used. <clears throat> so, all right, Chad, I got I got one more th- I got one more thing for you. This is let's this hear it. Read the apology. Oh, perfect. This is somehow, I don't know how this is possible, another baseball, mid-baseball apology. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) I don't know how. The baseball seems to be the one where they both say the thing and then do, granted, I don't, here we go. go. I'll just play it. Let's hear it. it. Now what do you do with Shohei Otani? Be very, very careful. Did you hear that? Yep. Shohei Otani is a Japanese player. Well, Be folks, very, uh, very careful. Shohei Otani is coming to the plate, and uh, it's been brought to my attention, and I sincerely apologize if I offended anybody, especially anybody in the Asian community, for what I said about pitching and being careful to uh, Jose, or Shohei <laughs> Otani. I did not intend for any offensive thing, and I apologize if I did certainly respect and have the utmost respect for this guy and uh don't blame a pitcher for walking hmm i mean look i think he was just trying to make a joke clearly it didn't land well um <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know man these these apologies are so hard to rate because it's so random uh, you i'm know? gonna say it's not good because he did not apologize <laughs> it is very random. It's like, uh, and it's like I, I don't know how you, I, I just don't, as a professional broadcaster I just don't know how you can't not say that. Um, right. But um, he didn't apologize to him. You know, he's like to anyone I may have offended. Um, right. But yeah, I just, I just, I, I just, um, I actually wish they would have extended the clip a little bit longer just to see. I want to see the pause between his apology because he's up to bat and like he finished his apology. Um, like as the 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 pitcher is about to throw it, so I would have wished they would have held it just a little longer, just so I could see the transition back of him getting back to the game. Yeah. Oh, and there's a <clears throat> low ball outside for uh, strike number two. Yeah, or maybe Shohei Atani makes some other mistake, and he's like, "Well, see, now my uh, insult doesn't seem as bad, does it? Because look at him out there <laughs> flailing." And then it's like, it's just, all right, I last just, factor then to the apology. <laughs> I just imagine, Jared, like somebody like in the press room, like like frantically like dying in my be like, what did you just say? Like, you need to apologize immediately. Oh, yeah. We just lost, you know what I mean? Or You know there are producers or, in his ear. Like, you got to say something immediately. Right. He's like, well, right. what, what oh, did I say? I'll what just wait till it goes up to bat. What do you mean? What did I say? It's like, you know, no. Yeah, but he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. He's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I just, I, I think I also, like, 
and like these people are also supposed to be like professional broadcasters. It's like it's like you just have no sort of like how are you how do you, how are you a professional broadcaster? I don't get it. I feel like I could do their job better than them, and I don't even understand baseball. Right. Um. All right. Do you want to get to some untranslatables? I don't even know what to rate it. A four? Oh, it was Jack Morris, by the way, uh, was his name. Okay. Um, that's fine. Yeah, you can rate it a four. I'd give a it a three, a four. I'd give it a three. I'd give it a three. Okay. But, and my question, though, is, is it possible to give a mid-broadcast apology that's good? But yeah, I guess it also should be quick, shouldn't it? You address it immediately? I guess. I don't know. I haven't well, heard all the you know, I think apologies. I think it depends on the extent of what the broadcaster said, right? Like sure, that was like a tasteless joke. Um, whereas you know, had I don't know, like I feel like I feel like on the how racist is it spectrum? That's not definitely not the worst stuff we've heard. You sure, know what I mean that's fair. That's fair. No, I'm you with know, you. So. I'm with you. It's, yeah, no, I'm with you. It's it's just but, uh, yeah, it's just stupid more than anything. <laughs> right? It's funny though, just to like listen to the audio and just like imagine this guy like. Oh, we, we got him coming up to bat. There's a quick break. Let me just get, squeeze this apology in here. And it was like a radio <laughs> DJ. Like, it was perfect timing because he finished right, right as the throw was about to happen. <laughs> CJ, maybe he's more professional than you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, That's something He else. was probably really hoping that the pitcher would, like, not take its time in this pitch and just hurry up and throw it. <laughs> right. I apologize on, to Shoei Atani. All right. And a strike two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I should not have said what I said. Um, all right. Let's get to some untranslatables. Let's do Dude. it. Dude. I got some, uh, well, which are uh, idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. But today, Jared, I actually have some English untranslatables for you that are apropos to today's topic. Okay. Which are uh, metaphors, uh, similes, and idioms related to guns. By English, you mean like British, like raise your muskets and and step I mean, just in English. I think these are probably American, but I could be wrong. Okay, just curious. Um, Please, go ahead. That would be good, though. Uh, We'll see. I don't think any of these have any British origin. Uh, Here we go, Jared. Number one, to stare down the barrel of a gun. I was staring down the barrel of the gun. I had to get it done by, you know, uh, you know, a lot of shows like Pit, Pit My Ride is often staring down the barrel of a gun. They're putting the final pieces onto the car as the person, for some reason, is walking to the. Uh, <laughs> right. I guess they don't have a car. Is uh, <laughs> walking to the garage, and they're like, "We're staring down the barrel of the gun. Uh, Chase will be here in 13 minutes, and we still haven't even installed the exhaust yet." You know. Exactly. So it just means like you're, you know, you're under a lot of time pressures to get mm-hmm. something done. Yeah, and usually it means as well, it's like something that is, the the origin of the phrase, Jared, obviously means to do something uh, dangerous or be in a dangerous situation, but, you know, in modern times now, you're right, it is more just like something important under time pressure, you know, and you're trying to get it finished. I wonder if us Americans use gun-based uh, untranslatables at a higher clip than other other countries. Oh, for sure, dude. You think without so? Without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> there, I, there's probably a lot more gun references, like like yeah. brand gun. Like, why do I like? I know way too much about like a Glock for never having um, right. Like, no, for knowing nothing about guns, for example, or right. like, uh, or like, I should have. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I should have prefaced this episode, by the way, by saying that neither you or I are gun enthusiasts, no. nor do we know very much about guns. <laughs> no. But we do know at least a lot culturally about guns. I think it's that's safe to say as Americans, that's for sure. And I've played my fair <laughs> share of Call of Duty, Splinter Cell, you know, uh, Rainbow Six. There you uh, go. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with, with, uh, with uh, guns. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, all right, next one for you, Jared. Sweating bullets to sweat bullets. Oh yeah, that one's that one is not just an American one. I don't think. I think they use that. In sweat some bullets. Yeah, sweating bullets, sweating bullies. That's what they say in England. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> boy, sweating some bullies, mate. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wonder. <laughs> I love how we always use "oi." Like they're just always going like "oi," right? right? Maybe they are. I don't boy. know. Boy. 
<laughs> Sven it's Bullets is just like you're uh, sweating a lot. Yep. yep. I took off yeah, my you're... hoodie before we started because I was nervous that I would start sweating bullies on the pod. That's right. Uh, that is right. This is probably one of my favorites, Jared. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Like being you know what that pre- means, prepared? Jared? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, prepared or being ready to go. Yeah. Right. If you're ready to go, it's like I'm locked and loaded. So locked and loaded. What does that actually mean? Loaded, I get, means your gun is loaded. loaded. So there are bullets in it. Locked, though, wouldn't that mean the safe? That doesn't mean the safety's on, does it? <laughs> because then you're not ready to go. I guess you could flick the safety relatively quickly if you're good. Well, I think I think depending on the type of gun you're using, and once or again, like I'm locked into your, can... to your holster. You know. Well, no. Uh, oh, maybe does it does it lock into a holster? See, this just goes to show how, <laughs> well, how well, we don't know we, anything we're not, about we're guns. Trying, we don't have to have the exact answer. Uh, we're trying right. to get down to what we think it means. We don't have. Or I wonder as well, like with <clears throat> locked, like depending on the type of gun, you might have to like the bolt action rifle. You kind of like, like ah, you know, lock it in and it's, ah, you know, so you it's mean locked like and it's loaded, almost cocked and loaded. You could say, yeah, I see, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. I'm co- that's how I prefer to say it. I'm <laughs> cocked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> that's what jared always says asks his dates before he goes out hey baby are yeah. you ready because i'm cocked and loaded <laughs> hey baby give me another one baby uh this this next one for you jared bite the bullet you just gotta uh you know make the hard decision you mm-hmm. just gotta you just gotta uh you know like it's it's make a tough decision essentially is what it is do you know where bite the bullet comes from? I, I I can make a guess. Make a guess. Yeah, I know. You know, depending, like, say you were to get wounded out in the field somewhere, and um, they needed to like try to pull a bullet out of your leg with with a bottle of whiskey, and like a pair of like a uh, scissors used to cut their beards every six months. Uh, and say they're like, oh, sorry, we don't have any spare leather for you to chew down on, but you got to chew down on something or else you're going to bite your teeth off. Um, so chew down on this bullet and you just got to bite the bullet and endure this pain because we have, this is, this is how, how we have to do it. Is that, is that correct? That is actually correct. Wow. I'm very impressed, Jerry. Wow. Yeah, you deserve a double ham horn for that. I one, really did that feel like fantastic. I was just spinning a tail, but I was right. <laughs> no, that's what—that's where it's from. Uh, that doesn't seem practical from... at all. I'd be like, "What? You can't like take off your pants and ball them up?" I feel biting down on a bullet, bro. Yeah, that'd be painful. <laughs> like, take off your shirt and ro- and and like fold it a couple times. I'd prefer, even if it's sweaty. I feel like I'd prefer that. Dip it. Uh, can you have some water? I can see now. There's too many demands. I already have too many demands right. for someone. There. Right. I was like, oh, it's a little sweaty. Can you actually like just just give me the rinse it out? <laughs> it's like you'll take off your belt. He's like, are you kidding me? This belt costs six hundred dollars. <laughs> you can bite down on this. <laughs> right. Just give me. Just give me. Give me my sweaty t-shirt. <laughs> That's great. Next one for you, Jared. Uh, and you obviously know this one, but I would love for you to explain this to our listeners. Uh, what it means to ride shotgun? Oh yeah, this now this is they I, I do I think this has been popularized in other places too, but this is a super American untranslatable. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I think the whole thought process behind it is I'll be driving and you'll be shooting, so yep. you get in the passenger seat to shoot from that seat. Yep. <laughs> and now exactly. we've just adopted it to say I'm going to sit in that seat. And probably not shoot anyone, but I, you know, no promises. Yeah, really, especially in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, it stems from I believe the Wild West, where you know highway robbers were uh, like a, a big problem. I was thinking like bootlegging or something, but that makes sense. Wild West makes more sense, right? And so they had these, you know, horse-drawn carriages. Uh, maybe I've been playing too much Red Dead Redemption Two, Jared, but they have these carriages, and then even even in the video game, you'll see most of the carriages uh, will have two two people on them. And usually the second one has a gun in their hand, right? So they're I was gonna say I could have sworn I've seen this happen in the '60s in New York with Italian mobsters rolling slowly in their uh, large Cadillacs. Uh, I mean, they they might have some, yeah, a more modern day version of riding shotgun. I could see yeah, it. Yeah, ride Wouldn't Tommy gun. 
<laughs> right, Uzi gun or Uzi? Yeah, that's funny. Um, next one for you, Jared. To shoot from the hip. I'm to shoot from the hip here. I'm gonna say it means to uh, make music. No, nah, obviously good- I know that's not what it is. I was just I was just using that as my example of just guessing while just you know guessing, but it just means yep, to, making to make a, a spontaneous guess. or rash guess exactly. Mm-hmm. Shooting yeah, from the it means hip. like yeah, exactly. You're just kind of pulling these, your gun these from your sound, You know, now now the more that I hear these, um, my initial question about do we use gun untranslatables a lot more uh, is is a dumb question because when I hear these, I'm like, <laughs> these are ridiculous untranslatables, <laughs> and we know what all of them mean. <laughs> I use them, and I don't even yep. think about oh, the yeah. fact that these are ridiculous. Like that, the, it's it's just so ingrained into into us. American society. I'm sure you, you have more. It seems like. I'm going to give you one more because okay. there are a lot more, but I want to give you one more, which is the smoking gun. Ooh, see, that's a tough one. I've heard, I've, I've heard of that before, but I don't, I don't think I know what it is. Like, that's the smoking gun where it's like, is it like the person that like is really the one that's made, causing all the mayhem, but they are disguising okay. themselves somehow? Like they're hiding, like they're the mm-hmm. secret uh, like uh, mastermind behind everything. You were you were getting really close to it, and then you deviated. Damn the it. more you the more you talked. Um, think about this in the context of like a, a crime and a detective. The smoking gun, the person that gives everything up. Um, I don't. L- know. Let me put it, let me put it this way. Say say you and I are we're starting a new podcast, the Chad and Jared True Crime series, and we interview somebody, and. Uh, and then uh, they're describing they're describing you know maybe a murder scene, and they're like, but we, but we just had no idea what type of weapon, you know, was used. But then the detective found the smoking gun in the trash can. I feel like your your example was a little too literal, because uh, it doesn't have to be a gun, does it? It, well, no, it doesn't have to be. Okay. It, it could be the, the 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 main clue that puts everything together. Very good, exactly. I, yeah, it's the <laughs> undeniable evidence. I just love that your your example involves a literal smoking, a smoking gun. gun. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Trying to get a little meta today. I watched Jared, a movie you know. yesterday, uh, and I loved it, bro. I, 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 it's it's this is a kind of movie that I want to watch more of in my life. It's called okay. uh, Knives Out. It's relatively new, I think. It's on Amazon, and it's it's a, essentially like a like a whodunit crime thingy. Okay. And the the main detective is uh, Daniel Craig, but he's got like the southern accent. Very believable. Uh, very good really? southern accent. Okay. I mean, he's a great actor. Um, and it's essentially that um, so um, there, there there's like a uh, there's like a get together of family at a house and um. Like the 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 patriarch of the family uh, dies unexpectedly, and um, you know the cops are called. Like Keith Stanfield's in it. He's in everything these days. He's the uh, he. What what have we talked about that you, that you've probably seen him in? He was the guy in Get Out that screamed Get Out. Oh yep. Um, and uh, he was one of the police officers, and um, and it was just a. I I I enjoy. I just enjoy like the detective uh, genre. Where they where they're like explaining to the person uh, why they uh, like you know their crime as they just sit there and take it. I, I enjoy that. <laughs> and they're like, oh, and then you considered, and then you decided to climb the side trellis on t- up to the window to go back and backtrack and retrace your steps because you just knew that if you left that one bit of evidence there, and it's like I I don't know I I loved it. It was great. Anyway. Let's talk about guns. Let's do it. Actually, ironically, it. that movie was called Knives Out, and there are a lot of knife references that I don't think I fully understood. Um, not a lot of guns in that movie. I don't okay. think there are any guns in that movie, actually. Does it take? But you say it takes place in the South. No, it doesn't take place in the South. Okay. Just um, uh, Daniel Craig is a Southern person. Because I tell, I tell you what, man, it take- if it's in England... Knives Out would be an appropriate title because they have some serious amount of stabbings that happen. Do there. they have a serious amount of stabbings? I don't know about serious. Do they have amount, more stabbings they... than we have shootings? <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. I highly doubt that. <laughs> that, I, that it's certainly not as serious of a problem as we have with guns. 
Uh, That's but yeah, true. No, no, he's just he's the only Southern. They actually are like, what's up with your Southern accent? Um, I see. But uh, but yeah, yeah, no, no, and it's, it takes place in like present day. Okay. Um. Anyway, do you own any Let's guns? Let's talk Chad? about guns, though. What? Uh, n- just these right here, and I'm flexing my muscles you, for those. Are, are those registered? Kidding, kidding. <laughs> uh, they are not registered. Fully unregistered wow. guns. Um, my biceps. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I I do not own any guns. Um, I think at some point, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to owning a gun, like maybe a rifle or something. But just for fun. Um, yeah, just shoot some targets. Go to the gun range, something mm. like that. Yeah. Why guns? Why? Why? <laughs> what else are you gonna take to the gun range, Jared? <laughs> Bow and arrow, of course. An axe. <laughs> yeah. Should be that one guy throwing an axe at a gun range. Or like uh, daggers. You know, that would be cool. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, some throwing knives. That'd be sweet. That would be cool. It's just, it's just um, like, it's just funny that you, you, you made you, you earlier. You're saying like, we, I know nothing about guns. Don't really care about guns. But you're like, yeah, I get one. Why not? It seems like fun thing to just shoot around well, fun hobby well, i mean i have i have shotguns before jared um mostly when i was a kid it was all bb guns so you know nothing Do those count super serious uh they called a bb gun so i guess it counts okay. i don't know well i've shot water guns before then so and then okay I and then shotguns. i shot a bolt action rifle with uh, our good buddy david or at least my good buddy david, oh yeah just a couple good buddy ago. the podcast that was super fun was that the first uh, time you shot a real gun oh yeah oh yeah. okay Oh wow! Oh, you never it did like cool. Boy Scouts and stuff when you were a kid. Well, I did. We just didn't get to the gun steps yet. I was oh. only in a couple of years. We weren't because uh, I because I along. did it in. Was this Cub Scout related? I don't. I feel like it was. I feel like I was like fifth grade, and I shot like a twenty-two rifle at a gun range oh, nice. here in uh, in Metro Detroit area. I pass it all the time. Um, so you want to own a gun though, just because they're cool. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm not going out and looking for yeah. one to buy, but like, you know, if I, I don't know, like, especially if I had, if I had like some property out in the country, Jared, you better believe I'm going to have some targets up and, uh, sure. Why not? You know, exactly. Exactly. And I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm only giving you shit just because it's fun because I kind of, there, there was a, there's, there've been stretches where I'm like, oh, I'm, I want to get a gun for no reason, no reason right at all. And I don't even think people should really have them. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> you're going to trigger a lot of, a lot of red snowflakes there, Jared. That's by okay. Saying that. That's but, okay. Uh, I'm okay. That's okay. Uh, like, but, but, um, but I, but I, I can't, there's no really denying the quote unquote coolness of them or the, in the fact that they've been so like glamorized in so many forms of our of our media you know oh for sure video games movies music yeah there was i even found jared when i was looking for gun related untranslatables i found a list of a ton of terms related to guns just in rap music Mm -hmm. this was like all these different names can we name some um sure i can give you some yeah gat's one of them um glizzy <laughs> yep yep um glizzy is also a, a black slang for a hot dog if you t- <laughs> have you heard that before really there's a whole bunch no. of jokes about being glizzy gobblers and stuff um anyway uh double tap uh double tap oh well, that's yeah okay okay i thought you meant term specifically for a gun that's a lot broader than double tap is just a general term for if you're gonna kill someone you have to shoot them twice that's not a hip-hop term Oh really? You've never okay. heard double tap? Yeah, it's like one in the face, no. one in the head, one in the chest. Double tap. That's a double tap. Okay. And that's how you well, yeah, make sure are, I guess they're the gun. Well, I'm right sh- here. I'm this sure is just there's a lot of hip hop hip hop artists that have used that term, but that's by no means a hip hop term. Okay. Skang. Yeah, I don't know what that. Ever heard that? Skang with the G S K A N G. Keep that skang on me. I do know I keep that thang on me. <laughs> right. Maybe some people in the South say I keep that skang on me. A skanga? A skang. Yeah, I have no idea. All right. These are, we don't have to, we don't have to. But I do want to talk today, Jared, about why, like why, you know, when, when we've, whenever we've traveled before, like I always get questions from people about like, do you own a gun? You know, mm-hmm. like why are guns so popular in America? And I do feel like it is definitely like a like what's more American, Jared, than apple pie and killing uh, people. and guns. Yeah. You know? Um 
it's crazy. But why? What's your take? Why do you think guns are so so popular in the U.S.? Um, I think uh, there, there's a plenty of reasons. You know, for the fun reason, people just like them for fun. Like there are car nerds, there are gun nerds. I'd say there's right. a lot of misplaced fear in the United States. A lot of misplaced True. fear. Um, and I think um, that a lot of it, uh, people think that they're protecting themselves against. Um, whether it be someone breaking into their house it, literally in the middle of nowhere or um, like of some sort of uh, uh, Antifa liberal uprising that they have to protect America from. I think there's a lot of misplaced fear in the United States. Um, also, I think uh, gun culture is big because um, just capitalism like mm-hmm. sure like the continue like you need they you need to continue to make new ones so there's a market to like so so there's like a big market to for for like there's a big space for gun people to but to like spend money on or gun companies to spend money on like subversive advertising and or right. like lobbying and stuff too well you know what else is interesting about the gun market in the US Jared is that a lot of gun manufacturers love America because they can sell a lot of like, you know, semi-automatic automatic weapons here, but in most other places they're illegal, so they can't sell them, right? So yeah. so yeah, so capitalism bummer. is a big one for sure. Uh, uh, and I'll be fully honest with you, Jared, I don't understand why like people want or think they need a semi semi-automatic or automatic gun. Like well, like yeah. If you want to kill a bunch of people, I can explain why well, you would right. want one. Exa- sure. And I think a lot of these people, that is part of that misplaced fear. Or like the... I, there's the there's always that people... You can always fall back on the fun aspect, I guess. But I do think a lot of it is misplaced... Or is like this fear of like, like I need to protect me and my own from this... Right. From, from whatever it is they're protecting themselves from. Um, or, you know, we live in America, so it's also not uncommon for people to just actively be like, oh, I'm just going to go kill people, and this is the best way to do it. Uh, there right. are, here are some fun gun facts for you, Chad. Just a couple. Oh, nice. There are more guns than people in the United States, with 121 firearms for every 120 residents, although the weapons are concentrated in about a third of U.S. households. Okay. So a third of, of U.S. households have... Uh, have more own more guns than the u.s population essentially americans made up four percent of the world's population but owned uh about 46 percent of the entire global stock of 857 million civilian firearms that does not surprise me u.s civilians (laughs) own 393 million guns american civilians own more guns i already said that one Oh, th- but I want to say this one too. Oh no, no, uh, I didn't. I did not say that one. Sorry. American civilians own more guns than those held by civilians in the other top twenty-five countries combined. Americans, American civilians own nearly a hundred times as many firearms as the U.S. military, and nearly four hundred times as many as law enforcement. Americans bought more than two million guns in uh, May twenty eighteen alone. Uh, that is more than twice as many guns as possessed by every law enforcement agency in the United States put together in April of May, uh, uh, in April, oh, a new stat, in April and May of 2018, U.S. civilians bought 4.7 million guns, which is more than all the firearms stockpiled by the U.S. United States military. Really? Why does that not That's seem, crazy. Why does that kind of, that seems like a crazy stat. That does me. seem pretty crazy. I, I yeah. find that hard to believe. You know what else is pretty crazy, Jared, that I was reading when doing some research for today's episode, that after school shootings, ARs and other guns like that, the the they just get they sell like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like there are these weird what happens is then there's like a bunch of like NRA people come out the woodwork, obviously, saying the age old adage, guns don't pil- kill people, people kill people, right? Um, and then the sales of these guns tend to skyrocket. And the other thing that causes guns to skyrocket is whenever there's any political instability, 
uh, especially during election years. Apparently, mm. guns sell way more than non-election years because all these people are worried the government's going to come take my guns. So what you're telling me is political instability and mass shootings is good for the U.S. economy. For for, for the, the gun industry. In the scope of guns, <laughs> yes. Okay. Crazy, that's right? Cool. That's a cool, that's a fun fact. <laughs> that's just, it, it boggled my mind when I read that. I just, at first I couldn't believe it, but I mean, sadly, if you've lived in America long enough and you have enough American friends, you can kind of see how that could be the case. Yeah. So, Chad, um, oh, I can give you one more fun fact. There were 14,400 gun-related homicides in 2019, so that's fun. Uh, what do you think of the gun laws? Too strict, not strict enough, just right. Are we, oh, we're, are we going the Goldie, the Goldilocks yeah. and the Three Bears, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, well, Jared, first of all, it depends on the state. I think that's worth uh, being mentioned, you know, because in the U.S., gun laws vary from state to state. Um, so it really depends, and there are certain states I know where their gun laws are a lot more relaxed or laissez-faire than other states. Michigan's kind of in the middle from what I've been reading, Jared, which I found interesting because I know a lot of people around here who are hunters, who have a lot of guns. Um, yeah, but being in the middle doesn't mean it's hard to get a gun because it's that's very true. easy to that get a true. gun in some places. And the places where right. it's hard, you could still get a gun. <laughs> like, right. That's true. Like it's it's so being in the middle doesn't mean that it's hard by any means. I will say this though, Jared, I do think it is too easy for folks to get a gun in America. And you and depending on because there is is I, I I mean I don't know if they have that I don't is that, I don't know if that rule is ever in in the U.S. But they I know in some states they have that like flea market rule or whatever it is or oh gun show not flea market where like you could just buy guns at gun shows. Um, right, and I don't even think they do any background checks. No, no, they don't. There. Not at the booth at the at the gun show. Right. Whereas I do know if you buy a firearm from you know a legitimate company, at least in most states they do do a, a background check. I was talking to um, a friend of mine who um, her boyfriend uh, has a couple guns and he's a hunter and everything, and he was saying that I don't remember now if it was in I think it was in California. He said you actually had to wait like a, a week, like there was like a week waiting per- period, and they have that in place, Jared. So if you, you know, say I, I said something stupid about you on the podcast and you were enraged at me and you wanted to kill me, mm-hmm. um, you know, you'd have that seven days to hopefully cool off and then realize, oh, that's just Chad being stupid and that's all that is. Yeah, um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully a week is long enough. Right. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope. But yeah, so it really depends, though, Jared. I mean, I, I really wonder what. Like it just that's the other tricky thing about the U.S. is that we have 50 different states, so we have all these different rules. So theoretically, I don't know if this is possible or not. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Couldn't you go to a state with way more relaxed gun laws, buy a gun there and then just go back to wherever you live? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have more fun facts about guns in the U.S. Oh, bring it. Uh, Let's hear them. The, <laughs> the uh, person that shot uh, a bunch of people in a spa in Atlanta, he bought his gun uh, hours before he killed those people. And then in uh, Boulder, Colorado, uh, the AR-556 pistol was bought six days before he killed 10 people. Uh, yeah, you could also just go to some uh yeah go someplace where it's easier like we i don't know it's probably easy in in, uh indiana uh that's not that far away you know so even if michigan is on a certain level it's like it's not that it's it's it i don't know it doesn't it doesn't really matter so back to my initial goldilocks goldilocks question too strict not strict not strict enough okay not strict enough yep yeah no i agree too i agree too um uh, guns are fun, but but I think I think I think not strict enough to like a, a high level. But I think we've gone so far down the rabbit hole that there's that there's it's it's hard to go back at this point. That's true. The other thing too, Jared, with guns is I just wish we had it more, almost kind of like what we do with cars. Like you have to go through an education course, driver's ed, mm-hmm. right? You'd have to go through a gun safety course, and I don't know if 
I don't think gun safety courses are mandatory to own a gun. I don't think um, so at all. I, I doubt it. And so so something like that, you know, you have to have some type of certification or license or something like that. Also, I, I firmly believe there should be, there also needs to be a psychological exam to just make sure, you know, and I don't know what the parameters would be, you know, for someone who's quote unquote deemed mentally fit or mentally unfit to own a gun. Um, but the big, the big reason, Jared, I mean, the, the kind of elephant in the room for this podcast, obviously, is the Second Amendment. I mean, that is kind of, that's been the crutch upon which, you know, gun, gun-toting uh, people can really lean on, you know, uh, is the Second Amendment, this right to bear arms. Yeah. Is that that's all you had to say? <laughs> well, it's, I don't know, it's just interesting because... When when the Constitution was written, I don't know if they had enough foresight to think of every individual person owning these guns that has the capabilities that, you know, like a like a musket back then, Jared, it took you like you could shoot, I think, one or two bullets and then it took you, you know, 10, 15, maybe not that long, but it take you a little while to load it again. Mm. It's not like nowadays where you could walk into a, a movie theater or a school or a church and just go crazy, you know. It's 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 sad to see all the all the gun violence in America, and because of the Second Amendment, we haven't been able to make some of those changes like a lot of other countries did. Like I know, um, oh, what was that shooting in New Zealand? They had that shooting in New Zealand, like oh yeah, I know, three years Church. ago. Yeah, and then they just they were like, all right, like yeah. no more automatic weapons or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And it was it was crazy how quickly. Like and I just don't ever see that happening here in America. We guns have become too much of a part of our culture. Yeah. By the way, there are six states that require uh, some level of safety training to own a gun. But oh, um, good. But yeah, no, I I agree with you. I, I think, huh? Is it is it accurate to say that? Uh, like, <laughs> oh man, like murder is just part of American culture. Maybe. I mean. It's hard to say, but I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people like to, you know, have a scapegoat be like all the violent TV and violent video games. And what I really think it is, Jared, is that we don't have proper infrastructure to take good care of people, you know, people who have legitimate mental problems who, you know, we just don't have the the right capacity, right, um, you know, resources um, for people to get the help they need. And so then they... You know, like I, I truly believe a lot of these uh, mass shooter people, um, a lot of them, I think they do it obviously because they're crazy. But I think attention is another reason, um, you know, because they know it's going to be all over all over the news. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that's that's my reason. Yeah. Yeah. OK. But I yeah, I still think the, the problem is that. um it's just yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I I I think we live we have now gotten to the place in the U.S. where where we just have to like live with with the the constant threat of of gun violence. That that is crazy yeah. because like even now I don't go to the movie theaters a lot, but now whenever I do, well now I never do, but you know when I did. Uh, I would almost always, after like the the shooting in the movie theater, I would almost always be like, like sizing people up as they walk in in the dark. <laughs> right? Can this silu- does this silhouette look like a silhouette of someone that is going to shoot this uh, movie theater up? <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, well, dude, I've had thoughts when I was you know teaching back at MSU, even you know, oh, somebody yeah. walk into my classroom and yeah. It's crazy. And and you know, you know that guns are such a fixture of your culture when instead of suggesting gun control, the suggestion that a lot of people gave was let's just arm the teachers and give the teachers gun training. Right. And it's like, so you're gonna spend money on firearms for teachers, yet you don't even have money for their proper school supplies. Right, right. Yeah. Uh yeah, but that just highlights these people's ignorance. They they just say right. things. These like the same. We just pe- need more guns, and it will be safer. Is the is the thought behind it, which is crazy. These are the same people that are still doing more research on whether or not to get vaccinated or not. Exactly. Um. 
Yeah. I don't like guns. I don't like them. I think I'm. I think this episode is convincing me that I don't want one. They're they're cool, I guess, but I don't like them, and I don't want to contribute to to an industry that I think is gross. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, and you you are right though, Jared. Like, one of the reasons why I don't watch the news anymore is it seemed like every other day, or even every day, there's some story about a shooting. Somebody either in the hospital or dead from a shooting. Um, it's really crazy, and it's yeah. it's it's sad to some degree, you know. Where, um, you know, where you know these people are killing their fellow Americans, and it's uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're fellow American or not. It's just <laughs> sad, you know. Um, it's a shame. I don't know. I mean, the I totally get it. If you if you want to go hunt. You know, I have a lot of hunters in my family. I think that's totally fine. Sure. Um, but like, why do we need to have ARs and, you know, these, these, you know, they're killing machines is what yeah, they are. That's why you keep asking why that is why right. that's what people want. I feel like you're, you struggle to understand that part of it, that that's exactly what people want are the killing machines. No, you, they don't, mean, they you don't are want, right, Jared. They don't want some boring old, uh, long range rifle that you're, old uncle uses to shoot a deer <laughs> that's not fun that's not cool right. you can't go that with it <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, gun sounds did you ever see that video of takashi 69 uh, which one well there's one where he's talking about like uh someone pulls up on him and he makes the funniest doesn't even sound like a gun like he he go he says something like hung 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 hung. That's like for, he says a lot of ridiculous stuff. I just for, he, he reminded oh, me he of does. actually another gun slang term. The blicky is another. What's that? I think it's just some sort of gun. Blicky okay. is like a hip hop. Uh, let me let me look. Is like a make sure I get this right. Oh yeah, all right, I got it right. It's a pistol. Blicky means okay. a pistol. A blicky is a handgun. To blick okay. someone down is to gun them down. The term blicky has been used by 21 Savage, Nicki Minaj, a bunch of hip-hop artists. Oh, okay. There we Hit go. Hit you with the blicky. Well, see, that's that's the other reason why guns are so popular, though, Jared, is just in in our popular culture. You know, we we have, I mean, all the think of all the action movies, all the, all the, all the music, not just rap music, country music, rock music. I mean, you, you don't, you don't, I know you're, I know, I'll say it. The hip hop music is egregious for sure. I mean, oh for sure. Like if they're just swinging guns around, walking through the neighborhood, it in, in like a lot of hip hop videos, it is egregious. There have been plenty of hip hop songs and partially videos too that have gotten people arrested because they're like admitting to crimes as they're swinging guns around, and they're like, "Oh right. yeah, no, uh, we just s- slowed down the video, and we could get the serial number from his 4K hip like music video." And that's the gun that was used to kill, <laughs> and that was the murder weapon, and we arrested him. Right. Like, that's not a uncommon story. I mean, it's not super common, but that has happened uh, plenty of times. I've heard it. Um, but yeah, so be careful with your blickies. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's it's wild, man. And the, the other thing, too, is as you mentioned, I, I am willing to bet the majority of people out there who have guns for self-defense or home defense, whatever you want to call it, Probably, probably will never use them. Um, mm-hmm. The burner—that's another term for a for a hip hop term for the for a gun. The burner. Oh, really? A burner. Okay. Yeah. In self defense, I that that's that goes along with my um, previous statement of misplaced fear. It's all just right. misplaced fear. This I just even had a home security slugger under my bed, Jared. That's no, misplaced to fear too, but that <laughs> is a lot safer than owning a gun. <laughs> right. That's like. Um, I, I think that I think that it's um, this idea of home security. I, I like, and I'm sure maybe there's like you know a story or two that people can reference, but I I, I don't think that's a realistic concern to to have to have a gun uh, at the ready in your home in case someone breaks in. Also with some sort of murderous weapon, and you have and you one have to counter, and two have the wherewithal and ability to do so. Right. Well, it was funny. I was talking to my uncle about because he knows a lot about guns. He was in the military. He was a hunting guide for years and years and years. So I always like to pick his brain. And so I asked him, I asked him, I was like, so, you know, what is the best weapon for home defense? Can I, answer, right? I guess. 
Yeah. Oh, for for sure. Go I for think it. I know the answer. What is I it? I haven't done any research. I would say some kind of shotgun. Very good, Jared. What and why? Uh, because it, they're very good at at like short middle range, and uh-huh. they have like a spread shot, which is great for um, yep. people with terrible aim because you don't really have yep. to point directly at someone to to at least hit them with something. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, my and they're easy to, to use. They're like simple to right. load as well. Especially if you have a pump shotgun. Yeah, too. which are the best because even even that noise. You know, I was thinking about that as far as home security goes. <laughs> right. By the way, you know, I talk about misplaced fear. I have this fear too. I'm not. I'm human too. But I was thinking I could get like a a, a Mossberg shotgun pump action one, and not even. I don't even need bullets. I'll just if if I were to actually hear up. someone come in, just do like the. <laughs> And they'd be like, oh, yep. God. <laughs> right. And I'll have like one bullet just in case. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yeah, sh- yeah, he said a shotgun was probably your best bet for a home self-defense for that exact reason. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I was asking him, I was like, a lot of people have like a pistol in their nights. And he's like, no. He's like, because you have like to be pistol- accurate as fuck with a pistol. Exactly. <laughs> you have to exactly. know what you're doing and be able right. to like point quickly at someone uh, as they're moving. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh it's crazy though, man. Like the yeah, just the the self-defense. And then the other thing too that I find really fascinating about guns in America is you know, the states where they have like the concealed carry, non-concealed carry where you can just carry guns out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like I've always wondered like what is the thought process behind those those people who The good guy with the gun. It, well, exactly, exactly. They're they're wait. They're Misplaced I guarantee you, those dudes wake up <laughs> right. Well, those dudes probably wake up, Jared. Put on their put on their you know their their military style boots. Yeah, and they're like, I I hope I hope a mother will you know like yeah they they watched John Wick the night before or something right, <laughs> and they're just they're like like well when I'm in this busy shopping mall I hope somebody tries something. It's like me you know, when I'm like, like leaving uh, the movie theater after watching Fast and Furious and I'm in like my Chevy Volt, like a <laughs> going a hundred down skirt, down a side skirt. street. <laughs> hitting your nos is there an ele- a, a nos equivalent for an electric vehicle <laughs> there's more electricity <laughs> but like, yeah dude it's <clears throat> it's just crazy though man like how like i mentioned at the top of the show like whenever i travel abroad i always get asked about guns in america yeah i own a gun what my thoughts are on guns and uh, I just thought it would be fun to talk about it today, and I'm uh, I'm glad we did. Although it was it got a little dark at some spots. Uh, I mean, how is it gonna, not going to get dark when we're talking about guns in America? That's true. Just rattle off tasteless Jim Jeffrey style gun jokes, maybe. I think <laughs> I think they're uh, they're so curious because the idea of the just the freeness of guns is so is such a ridiculous concept to a lot of them, and I think right. it's a ridiculous concept to me too a little bit. I don't like it. I don't I don't like it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really crazy. I will say this though, if uh, if I ever come across hard times, Jared, I don't think uh, robbing houses is ever going to be a potential uh, shady profession because just the sheer number of people who have guns in their houses. Yeah, that's a. Risk. I feel like it's a crapshoot. That's a you know real what I mean? gamble. That's another reason yeah. why I'm not concerned. I mean, I guess I'm putting my shit out on Front Street here. I'm exposing myself, but that's another reason. <laughs> Why I'm not concerned about owning a gun or like home invasions. Because I think about that too. I'm like, that is such a, I don't have a gun, but that is such a gamble that the person is taking. <laughs> right. Oh, for um, sure. And also because I, I, I feel like what, no one is, no one is trying to, what, what would be the benefit of trying to steal from someone's home while the person is home? I feel like most home invasions, people try to do it when no one's home. Exactly. Because if you're trying to steal stuff, you're not trying to get in. You're not trying to get involved in a fight. Uh, and it's like if someone's coming to your house to, I don't know, no, because I because I just think no one's just coming to my house just to kill me. You know, like that's not happening. Um, right. And if it is, like, what 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 sort of, I don't know. That that's just I don't think we that really happens. We haven't made enough enemies with this podcast just yet, Jared. Right. <laughs> and it's like so like and no one and it's like I I don't know. It's like. People are that was such a gamble for someone to see like a car in the driveway and be like, I'm gonna just bet that I could overpower this person to take their potentially worth worth stuff that's worth like you know, potentially they have stuff that's actually you know worth taking. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah, man. I mean, this that's the thing, too. Like, even with, like, driving, I, I still, I think I must have been 16, 17, maybe even 18, when, um, I don't remember now if it was my mom or my dad who kind of mentioned, like, be careful when you're driving, like, you know, if you, like, honk the horn at somebody, you never know. People might have such crazy road rage. And some people might even be packing in their cars, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, 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 I, I hate to say this, Jared, because I don't mean to scare anyone from, from our beautiful country here, but, like, there's, there's sadly always the potential where gun violence could happen if you're out and about, you know? I was just talking to someone yesterday saying that I, 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 I I'm so glad I don't have road rage because, just for that exact reason, and that I'm, I'm very good at, at, Listen, I have I'm a man of few talents, but I'm good at this. Not getting not having road rage. Just someone doing something super stupid around me on the road and me just being able to be like, Well, that was dumb and let me not be around this person anymore and go on with my day. Like I I, I don't know how, but that stuff doesn't make me really generally make me angry. And I'm so glad because I'm like I I I, I, I don't it's 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 like the same thing with like you know the mask stuff today. It's like if if you see if you're wearing a mask and you see someone without a mask, I I find I find little benefit to confronting them because it's like well now you're just putting yourself more at risk you know, and that's kind of how I feel yep. with road rage. Where it's like especially here in the U.S., I'm gonna start honking at someone and they're gonna like they're gonna need to prove something or whatever, and now right. we have a problem here. Yeah, it's uh it's wild that's for sure. So it's wild, folks out there. Be uh be safe. Take a stake of your surroundings. I don't know what else to say. Um, get a gun. Everyone should just get guns. That's protect yourself. <laughs> that's the only answer. Definitely, uh, the NRA will be happy to, happy uh, to hear you saying that. Yeah, and so all the gun companies. <laughs> right. No kidding. But yeah, yeah, man. Well, anyways, let us know what your thoughts are on guns, especially guns in the U.S. Uh, you can let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Ooh, I might even have a video or some pictures of me shooting a gun, Jared. So I'll I'll, I'll see if I can pull those up and post them uh, uh, on Monday. But anyways, uh, check us out on YouTube and Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dziękujemy, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidaniya. <laughs>